Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrow from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom, shakalaka. December, the NBA preview episode, and you know this is an interesting NBA season. Obviously, a lack of games. We're down to 72 instead of the normal 82. Um, you know, a whole lot of rookies that just started five weeks ago in their new job, and I think a lot of you are probably interested in um, you know gambling now on the NBA and like how that works. So I dug deep into the Twitters to find the host of the NBA Gambling Podcast uh, from the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. This is Mr. Ryan McKee. So Ryan's going to be our guest today. He's going to teach us how to bet on the NBA. So Ryan, thank you for coming to 48 Minutes. Hey, man. Thanks so much for having me. And I will do my best to teach you guys about gambling on NBA, uh, although it is a fickle mistress. Okay. So I was going to ask about that. That was my first question that you were yeah. getting to is, you know, I like I said, like I've bet like on football before because, you know, I look at the, you know, the spread, the points, the over under, the money line and things like that. And some of that's pretty easy, you know, like if you look at this last week, weekend's conference championship games, it was like, okay, Clemson's favorited by 13 and a half. Yes, that's an easy cover. Um, so when it comes to the NBA, you know, how, what is the major difference in betting on basketball compared to the other major sports in, in the United States? I mean, who? Um, I would say for obviously because NBA has, if you're, Talking about it from like a NFL to NBA standpoint, the NBA is more difficult to bet on because night to night, guys sit out, big players sit out. You know, we all know the scheduled rest now, um, which might or might not be as much of a thing this season. The NBA is trying to curb against that by, you know, starting right. some new regulations. We'll see if that works. Um, but yeah, it. I don't know, the other thing is like one guy the thing in NBA can have such a huge impact. So if somebody gets really hot, they can, you know, turn the entire game and anybody can win on a particular night. Whereas in the the NFL, yes, I realized that the Jets just beat the Rams this uh last Sunday, which screwed a lot of people out of their uh, yeah, it's what I hear. their parlays and their teasers, but I would say that the NBA is even more so anybody can win on a certain night and the spreads don't seem to make as much of a difference um, because scoring can go so crazy. Um, you don't worry. I, I don't worry about the spread as much in NBA games versus NFL games. I feel like that really is a huge part of it in NFL, whereas NBA, you kind of just pick the team you think is going to win rather unless like the spread is outrageous but it usually is just a few points so that can swing either way that that can just be some like free throws at the end of a game right yeah because i looked at like for opening night for example the lakers are two and a half point favorites on the clippers this is according to william hill sport book sports book and the nets were seven point favorites on the warriors mm -hmm. and i was like okay so you know like we said like in an nfl game i get like okay the Bengals and steelers are playing on monday night the steelers are seven point favorites I understand that. Um, but like in this circumstance, like you said, like it could be a few free throws. It could be just like 
Draymond Green. So happens to have a 15 point fourth quarter run for some reason or another, you know, actually he's not playing tomorrow. I don't think. Um, yeah. But- I was going to mention, that's why the line is set at seven for the nets because Draymond's not playing. That's right. So that's a huge, um, you know, if you looked at the Warriors' first four games last season when it was just Steph, uh, I think they went one in four and were blown out a couple times. So yeah, they were I think that's bad. what I think that's what the odds makers are looking at right now is that uh, the Warriors team is still really figuring themselves out with all these new pieces, and then their two best players, if you you know, Clay and Draymond, are going to be out. Uh, Clay the entire season, obviously, and Draymond at least this game. Yeah. Plus, you know. They have they haven't officially said if James Wiseman's going to start or not yet. It seems to be the discussion that he probably will start. Yeah, I think I saw the day that they're thinking he is going to start, which means they're really throwing him to the Wolves against yeah. a uh, Nets team that has two quality centers. So uh, it should be interesting. Yeah. So these are things you know, kind of go back to like that's things you look at. So it's like okay, that makes more sense. That's that's different things you pick up on. Um, you know, one of the things I was kind of curious on is you know you mentioned you don't really look at the spread how important do you like kind of like factor in say like the money line in an nba game or like you know let's say the lakers are on a four or five game win streak they're about to go to phoenix and play the suns but chris paul and the suns are on a three game win streak devin booker's put up 30 points a game the last three or four games how do you look at the money line in a circumstance like that the money line being like you mean just being the straight up uh no no point spread yeah, if you if you don't pay attention to spread like you mentioned in the NBA, like is that something you look at? I mean, or? I I I always will look at it. I I mean, sure. I I pay attention to see if I want to, you know, who's favored and who by how much. But um, I feel like it plays a more a larger role in my NFL betting than NBA. I'm not, I don't near, know nearly as much as the NFL about than I do the NBA, but I still uh, like to bet it and. Um, like I, the NBA, I mean, it, it really depends. I look at a lot of, so there's a question, like there's a lot of trends you can look at. Um, I think the, if you're, you know, you follow the NBA, so you're aware of like home road splits, like, um, you know, who like the, uh, point differential with a certain player on the floor versus not. So if you look at somebody who's banged up, if you notice that, you know, LeBron's win shares are like 10 and he's like gonna, he's banged up, might not play. And they're playing the Suns who are hot at home and they're traveling for whatever reason. Then you start to look at stuff like that more so than you look at the point spread. Does does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, so that, that definitely makes more sense. That was one of the questions of this is like, so for beginners and starters, what are some trends people should look at? Is it more things like that? Is there other things they should kind of pay attention to when they look into looking to see if they can potentially make some money some nights yeah i mean if you just google um nba against the spread standings a couple different sites will come up and they are good about i think one's just like teamrankings.com or something like that and they're good about telling you like what a team's record is against the spread versus just like straight up um which you can get on any site right so for example the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder were amazing against the spread last year. I mean, they were good overall. They did a lot better than everybody expected them. Right. But the odds makers were really slow to catch up to how good they really were. So they ended up covering a lot more spreads than people thought. 
more than they ended up even winning games. So um, it's, I think you have to be aware of like which teams are not only winning, but covering spreads um, or, or keeping it, you know, if it seems like a team can be like, oh, and 10, but you know, they're losing by like five points a game. So you're looking at point differentials and, and if they're keeping it close enough, that's when you are, I, you know, that's when you are starting to take spread into account. But um, I feel like, again, I don't, I don't look at the spread as much as I do the NFL, but it, uh, I do think it makes a difference. So they'll, if you look at like teamrankings.com, they have a lot of trends as to like, if, um, if they're covering spreads on like a back-to-back night, like teams, how many games are they winning after a back-to-back or after two nights rest or, uh, you know, home versus on the road, like the, 76ers had a crazy home yeah. road split last year where they were winning. I think they were, fifth, you know, whatever. I think they lost like three games at home or whatever, like before the bubble or something like insane like that. And and their against the spread was really good at home as well. So, you know, you definitely wanted to hit the 76ers wherever they were at home and then bet against them when they were on the road. It turned to work out for the best. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a big one. Um, I know, like, the Bulls had a weird stretch where, like, against the spread, they did fairly well, even though they were god terrible. And, mm-hmm. you know, they were losing games by, like, 8 to 10 quite a bit fairly often. And that's a team that kind of was like that, too. I think the Wizards have a feeling to be that year, this that team this year. So when I was looking at, like, over-under win totals, I felt like the Wizards were, like, a decent value with the Westbrook, Bradley Beal, Thomas Bryant trio. Um, I don't know if you know, maybe if you disagree, obviously you're the expert by obviously in this circumstance compared to me. Um, but is there any other teams specifically you might see that have like a pretty good value in over unders or even like a value that you think is too high when you look at like what the win predictions are for some teams? Yeah. I mean, I think that you're right on with the Washington wizards. Um, they went out, even though they lost a lot of games last season, they had a really good offense when they were humming at yeah. like, and you, you, uh, you know, you still got Scott Brooks there. So if you have continuity with the coach, you have some of the, a lot of the same players there with Hachimura and Thomas Bryant. Um, I think continuity is going to be a big part with or continuity. Sorry, I'm not saying the word right. Continuity is going to be a big part this season because there was such a short off season. Right. Um, obviously, they're replacing a huge piece and bringing in Russell Westbrook, but they are getting such a huge upgrade with their starting point guard with Russell Westbrook compared to last year, they were starting Ish Smith and Shabazz Napier. So that's like, yeah, exactly. So you've got like a, you know, at best an average point guard starter versus Russell Westbrook, who was a third team all NBA last year. So it's, I feel like he's going to really boost them. So I love uh, the wizards right now. Um, I can't remember what their total is at, but it's like, I think it was like 36 at one point yeah it might be even be lower than that but um i also really like the uh the raptors uh the raptors have gone over their projected win total in the last nine years for some reason vegas and the bookmakers just never look at them as a particularly exciting team um i think it has to do with you know there's a term called public teams you know are you familiar with that so a public team is tends to be a team like the Knicks or the Bulls, for example, where the 
bookmakers will kind of skew the line trying to dare people to bet on them, even though if it's like – so I think that the Bulls are at like 29.5 wins this year, which seems pretty high compared to the rest of the East. For a Bulls team that didn't really improve in the offseason as far as player movement, they uh, obviously updated their coach, but how much of a difference is uh, Brooks going to make over – uh, I mean, they did hate their coach last year, but yeah, we all hated. So, him. Yeah, trust me, you saw my sweatshirt. We all hated Jim Boylan. Yeah, and <laughs> so I, I just don't. I think that the odds makers are daring us to take the over on the Bulls, even though they're a little high in my taste. I see that you're a Bulls fan, but I, uh, they're a public team, whereas a team like the Raptors, they're only popular in Canada, where the bookmakers here aren't particularly worried about uh canadian team popular teams so i think that they set the line a little lower because they're just not really paying attention to it as much um so uh they ended up winning i think uh what 52 games last year and essentially played close to 72 games which is what we're playing this year and so that's i don't think they got 10 wins worse do you no, not at all. Not at all. Actually, like I really liked him getting Aaron Baines. I think that's a whole awesome yeah. game for them. He had a hundred he had like a hundred threes last year for Phoenix. So it's a guy I get losing Serge Ibaka, but bringing Baines in, um, I really liked him drafting Malachi Flynn. I thought that was huge. Um, yeah. as far as like keeping that continuity of that point guard position behind Lowry. So yeah, I don't think that they're significantly different. I don't think so either. And people for you know, people are quick to point out that they lost Abaka and Gasol, but I think Gasol, he missed almost 30 games last season and Abaka missed close to 20. So right there, you're looking at, you know, I, I feel like I'm a Suns fan, so I am huge on Baines. I loved him last season on the Suns yeah. when he was healthy. So I think that uh, he, and I think they signed Alex Lynn, who also as a Suns fan, I have mixed feelings on, but yeah. he, I do think that those two guys can give you enough with a coach like Nick Nurse and the ability for them to throw a lot of looks at you with like moving Siakam to the five, playing uh, Ananobi and Siakam together as, as the front court. Uh, I think there's a lot of interesting lineups there. So I really like the over on the Raptors, for example. And I think a lot of the books, I was looking at some of the odds. Um, I think one of the books I was just looking at was a minus 150, which means a lot of people are betting the over and they're trying to convince people to stop betting the over by uh, worsening the odds. Yeah. And so, okay, this is exactly what I'm looking for. This is like my, like, like I told you before we were recording, like that Michael Scott, like talking to Oscar, like explain this to me like I'm an eight year old. Yeah. Now explain this to me like I'm a five-year-old. This is exactly what I want. So um, you you mentioned – go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, like, just for people who might be new to uh, odds, the the way that a sports book makes money is not by you being a bad gambler. It's by them uh, creating a payout that's less than what you bet. So a lot of lines are going to be minus 110. Um, so that means you bet $5 and you win – roughly four dollars back uh that's so that's their that's the vig they call it or the the dime line that's that's what the sports book is trying to do uh that's what their payout is whereas so what they want to do is just get everybody to pretty much bet evenly on both sides that way if it's you know zero sum for them they all they get all the vigs and they're not paying out more 
to one side versus the other. So that's why they'll start worsening the odds or the payout if if one side is getting particularly heavy or they'll even like change the line. That's when you hear line movement. If a, if a spread goes from like minus seven to minus eight, that means the people are really betting the favorite pretty hard and they're trying to convince people to stop betting the favorite so hard. Yeah, okay. So let me ask you this because I'm curious about this. So, you know, if you remember for a long time, you know, and like, you, you follow the NFL basically as, basically as much as I do, very limited. Once, you know, I'm from Cincinnati. Once Joe Burrow got hurt, I didn't care again. So, um, you know, there was that stretch for about 20 years where you couldn't really bet on the Patriots because you weren't making any money. You know, like they would always cover or, you know, if they did like have like they take the, lose their win totals by like one, they'd be like projected to win 13 games, they'd win 12, something like that. How do you kind of bet on a powerhouse in the NBA? Like, let's say the Lakers and the Bucks. Okay. So I think the Lakers right now, their win total, their over-under was like 49 last I saw on mm-hmm. Action Network. So a team like that that you're like, okay, well, like you said earlier, LeBron may sit, Anthony Davis may sit, but they have Dennis Schroeder now. They have Marcus Saul. They have Montrezl Harrell. They have all these better players. You know, Kyle Kuzma's still there. They have, still have some continuity. Davis Caldwell-Popo is big from the finals. And then, you know, in the situation where like the Bucks, it's like, well, Giannis plays every night. Like, do you kind of proceed to bet on those teams with caution, or do you take the confidence that you know you have a very high chance of getting a, of getting a win from that team that night? I mean, it really depends on the situation from night to night. Um, if you know, if if the Lakers are playing particularly hot, I'll still bet them. Or you know, same with the Bucks. Um, it the the win the spreads don't tend to be as uh, again, they don't. The spreads don't send, tend to be as high as in the NFL, or especially in college football. If you bet that, or college basketball, even sometimes. Um, so you can you can still bet powerhouses and not be sured of a win. Uh, again, because the NBA is weird in the sense right. that anybody can win from night to night. I know they say that in the NFL too, but it's less likely with only sixteen games. You know. Um, whereas, uh, so for, for, so so you ask about, you mentioned the Lakers, uh, point total or their game total uh, is at 49. Uh, you know, they won like, I think 52 games last year or something like that. Like I kind of still like the over, but I I wouldn't bet it because I think it's like at, I get minus 140 right now or something like that. Whereas I still think that the Lakers as you mentioned, they went out and they signed Schroeder. They signed Harold. They signed Marc Gasol. I think they got noticeably better, and they were a powerhouse last year. I don't think – like, I've already put some money down on them to win the NBA championship at plus 250. I like the odds of plus 250 better than I like, you know, minus 130. It's a better chance that they go over or under versus, like, them winning the championship where so many things can happen. But, uh, you know, I put a little money on the Lakers at plus 250 to win it all and the Clippers at plus 650 to win it all. I uh, sprinkled a little bit on both because I think that they're the – I think that they're far and away the favorites. So um, yeah. I like getting those odds. And I put, like, a little money on the Nets at plus 300 to win the East just because I think that they could get to the – playoffs i think that the bucks will still be the number one team in regular season but as we've seen they kind of mess up in the playoffs 
and I really like the Nets to come out of the East right now. So you can get them at plus 300 right now to win the East. So I'm looking at Action Network now, and you mentioned earlier you're a Suns fan, and they're yeah. kind of doing their uh, they're doing their betting ticket, uh, which you know I guess to explain a little more the bet slip I should say is yeah. multiple predict- predictions, but they're doing individual award winners. Mm-hmm. How do you like this ten dollar bet at plus sixteen hundred for DeAndre Ayton, that most improved player? Uh, they have it at plus sixteen hundred for yeah. most improved. Yeah. Oh, that's a lot better than I've seen it. I think I saw it at uh, 10 to 1 odds, so that's that's a lot better. I, you know, I looked, it's interesting that you bring up most improved players, because I was looking at that today, and I was looking at some of the people who have won, and most improved player, the people who are always in discussion during the season, it's like an all-star who will jump up to an all-NBA level. But more likely than not, most improved player is like a rotation player who ends up almost jumping to all-star level or near all-star level. If you look at some of the guys who've won it over the past 10 years. So uh, I do like somebody like DeAndre Ayton who could go crazy with the pick and rolls with uh, Chris Paul. And we saw him. He looked really good overall last season. It just he was out what twenty five games yeah. with, due to uh, an illegal substance uh, or whatever he performance enhancing drugs or whatever uh, he tested positive for something um, so I, I like I could see him doing really well this year alongside uh, Chris Paul I I would be a little hesitant to bet him as most improved player though just because I think that. Booker could also take a huge leap this I year. I do too, especially with Paul. And so that could take some of the shine away from Aiton. I think you might want to like look at it. I'm not looking at the odds for most improved player right now, but I think you might want to look at some players that they uh, they are like far and away that have like the chance to be the shining star. I'm not saying they're like the number one star on their team, the number one option, but uh, a player to really like not have any shine taken away from them by somebody else also jumping a level. I think that off the top of my head, I think OG Ananobi is at like uh, 20 to one odds to win most improved player. I think someone like him contract. with a coach like Nick's Nick nurse is one of the best coaches in the league, if not the best right now. Right. Um, I think he could really jump a level. Uh, a lot of people forget that he was predicted to jump a level when Siakam won most improved player and uh, Siakam ended up coming out of nowhere and taking it because Ananobi got injured that season. Uh, so I think he might be due for it. Somebody like that is also a, a good to look at. Yeah, because I'm looking right now at a lot of their odds, and like a lot of them just seem like, you know, easy, quick, painless. Like you said, you don't make a ton of money bets. Um, Luka Doncic plus 400 for MVP, you know. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch that. Right. that. That's It's too hard to predict MVP, and if you're going to take the favorite, that's – Yeah. You you better get a higher odds to to bet something that far in advance. Yeah, like Anthony Davis right now is plus three hundred for defensive player of the year. I'm like, he was second last year, so you're like not getting anything on that. Yeah, so, you know, I don't know. Um, from looking, you know, what you have, I know. Um, I listened to your podcast where you guys did drew over under win totals and you know different teams. Is there any like individual awards which is so hard to say i know besides like the lamella balls like the easiest bet for rookie of the year for a lot of people's eyes have you seen any that jumped out to you that really kind of been like that value is really nice like a like a killian hayes of like plus 950 is that something where you're like that intrigues you or are you like that's a little much of staying away no i for rookie of the year is a good example i 
a lot of people are saying that it's balls to lose. I don't think that at all. Um, this draft, a lot of people said equated this last draft to the 2013 draft where Anthony Bennett was taken first overall. And because nobody knew who the, you know, foregone conclusion, who the first couple picks were, it was still being debated up until like the very, you know, that night. So I don't think that there is a huge favorite in rookie of the year this season. Cause if you remember after the 2013 draft, Michael Carter Williams came out of the 11th spot and won rookie of the year for the Sixers. He's gone on to do really not, his, his career has been like downhill after that, but because he was on a bad team that got a lot of minutes, they featured him prominently and he got a lot of run. I think that LaMelo Ball will be a good player. I do think he probably end up will be better than his brother, but I think he could be a little raw in his first year. And while I think he'll be interesting to watch, he'll probably make the highlight reel a lot on ESPN. Uh, I don't think his numbers will bear out the same as like an Obi Toppin who's on the Knicks and can play a lot of minutes uh, and get a lot of run. Cause he's like, uh, I think that the Knicks are going to be bad this year, but I think that he'll get a lot of playing time because of it. Yeah. And you already mentioned Killian Hayes. I think I looked at him. I thought he was at like plus 750 to win record of the year. So he might've, uh you mentioned 950 so depending on where you can find that on the books i think that he'll get a lot of run i think he's a raw talent but i think they're going to feature him prominently at for the pistons yeah i definitely do as well all right man so i asked you for 30 minutes and you are getting close to that and i definitely appreciate it so a couple things before we get out of here curious um if you have your like put money down on this team you know whether it's win total placing in, the, in their standings, you know, they're not going to win as many of these games. Who is your, I promise you, you should put money on this. Um, I, I think you'd be hard pressed to go wrong with putting money on the Raptors. Uh, they were, uh, they're consistently one of the best teams to bet over the last few years uh, as far as just uh, making money. Also, I believe the Heat were the number one I, I, uh, DraftKings Sportsbook just put out like a little report of the most profitable teams, and I think the Heat were number one overall because mostly because of their their playoff bubble run, and they were so uh, they were such an underdog. They put so money far. on them. Yeah, you, you cashed in hard. So I would still look at teams like the Heat and the Raptors, teams with great coaches, continuity and deep benches because you know that COVID's going to hit harder than it did in the bubble where well, the NBA didn't have to worry about it in the bubble, but it's going to be a lot different this year. We've yeah. already seen James Harden going to strip clubs without a mask. And then he comes <laughs> right back to the team and he didn't even quarantine it seemed. So a team's going to get hit and it's worse in the NBA uh, to get hit with COVID than in NFL. Cause I know the Broncos like what lost all their quarterbacks one game, but you lose three or four players on an NBA team, that's a huge blow compared to what that would mean for an NFL team. So if you're betting any kind of season-long game, uh, any season-long bets, definitely look for a team with a deep bench, continuity because of the short offseason, a good coach, and then night to night, you know, you really just – it's a big part of 
not enough people, I think, watch the games. And the more you watch the games and just look at the lines every morning, the more and more you get a feel for which way you should go. Uh, last year in the bubble was the first time that I picked every game against the spread. And just the uh, the action of that, I didn't bet every game against the spread, but I picked it and we published it on our website, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Uh, and we'll be doing the same thing this season. It It's a really good exercise that I think anybody can do. Just start looking at the lines every morning and write down your picks and see how you do. You don't even have to bet them. Just start getting a sense of like, and if you're picking at like, uh, you know, 52, 53%, that might seem bad. That might seem like an F. But that's actually really good. Like even professional gamblers, like the best professional gamblers pick at like 57, 58%. So you're going to be making money if you're, you know, picking 53, 54%. And should NBA bettors kind of look at it the same way as college basketball? Because this is something I really don't know. Like college basketball spread comes out the day before the game. Is that how the NBA is? Most of the time, yeah. Okay. Like right now, the we're, this is on Monday, um, and the spreads are out for Tuesday and Wednesday because – uh, the the teams that play on Wednesday aren't playing on Tuesday. So sometimes you can get them a couple of days out, usually the night before the the spreads are released. Could you make your wildest guess on the Christmas Day spreads yet? If you just had to take a guess at the games. <laughs> I know. it's If you can't, it's fine. But no, I'm no, just no. Curious. Let me, let me um, sorry, let me just pull it up. Uh, I was like so focused on uh, – opening night and Wednesday. I haven't even like really thought through Christmas yet. Um, okay. I'm pulling up the games now. Uh, sorry, my computer is running stuff. Okay, we've got the Pelicans at the Heat. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that the Heat are probably favored by three and a half or four points. Maybe even up to five, but probably not more than that, because I think the Pelicans are all healthy, right? Yeah, so according to, again, this is William Hill, which I don't know if that's like the be-all, end-all by any means, but they have the heat at minus five and a half. Five and a half all the way up there, okay. Yeah, the over, the uh, the money line at minus 245. Got it. Um, the Warriors are at the Bucks. I think if Draymond is still down, that could be Bucks minus eight to ten. Nine minus nine bucks. Uh, Nets at Celtics. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say that's probably Celtics being at home. That's probably close to a pick'em, or the Nets favored by one. Yes, the Nets favored by one. <laughs> Man, uh, this. <laughs> I mean, I, I do a lot of it. Um, <laughs> the Mavericks at. The Lakers, I'm going to go ahead and say that the Lakers are favored by six. Seven. Oh, and uh, the Clippers at the Nuggets. Now, the Nuggets and Utah are going to be two of the only teams with an actual home court advantage because of their altitude Yeah. Uh, with, no, uh, with no fans. So I do like the Nuggets and jazz overall this season i think though i'm gonna go ahead and say that the clippers are favored by one or is it a pick em? clippers are favored by one got it and the money line is clippers minus 120 it looks like um the nuggets plus 100 yeah i mean 
might like the Nuggets there, but we'll see. We'll see how the Clippers look against the Lakers. They didn't look so good in preseason, but it's really hard to decide. Yeah. In preseason. Exactly. Ryan, you were awesome, man. This was so cool. I really appreciate doing this. Um, before we get it, you gotta get out of here. Please take a moment to you know shout out your social media, your website, your podcast, anything you want to where people can find you. Uh, please, by all means, take the time to do it. Thank you. Uh, you can follow me at the Ryan McKee on Twitter. You can uh, check out my podcast, NBA Gambling Podcast. We are part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Check out our website, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. We have a lot of, I mean, we have podcasts for pretty much every sport now. And we're always, uh, I'm also the managing editor there. We cover uh, a lot of different sports. We have uh, NBA picks, college basketball picks. NFL picks. They're always free. We have nothing behind a paywall, which a lot of uh, gambling sites do. Um, so yeah, please just come check out our website. Uh, subscribe to my podcast, NBA Gambling Podcast, and check me out on Twitter at the Ryan McKee. Ryan, this is so awesome. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to do it. All right, so we got Sean back here. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the uh, NBA podcast of uh, gambling that we've never done before. So I learned a lot. Um, will I still gamble after this? No, because I watched Uncut Gems last week. So I learned <laughs> my lesson from one movie. <laughs> I like that. I like yeah. that, uh, that Adam Sandler's uh, third ever dramatic performance has, has stirred you away from, from, from gambling. Yes. Yes, it has. So um, as you know, yeah, in, this is our yearly thing we do. We kind of predict it. And I know like the years past, it's kind of gone really long. So we kind of want to make it short and sweet this year, especially with the changes, including like the play in, you know, the play in round and things like that, which I love. I'm super stoked for a play in round. Um, and we'll kind of go through, you know, our standings. We'll go through our top three for award predictions. And we'll kind of just do the whole shindig. Uh, let's kind of go real quick. Uh, there's some transactions that happened. I know a lot of um, extensions were signed, you know, actually today. Luke Kennard got his option with the Clippers, uh, Markel Fultz with the Magic, Jonathan Isaac with the Magic. So it seems like with this weird, you know, lack of offseason we had, um, you know, continuity being a huge big deal is one of the things Ryan and I just talked about when you bet on teams. I think teams are kind of like looking at that now, especially with the season coming up on such short notice. Um, you know, you're kind of starting to see a lot of guys come back. And yeah. Paul George has signed this extension. Like, 2021 free agency sucks. It's terrible. Oh, it's bad. It went from being awesome until it was like, LeBron signed an extension. Anthony Davis signed back. Well, Paul today, George signed like, an extension. I feel like the Orlando Magic, man, they just they just threw they, all their money out. They were giving out all money, baby. They emptied the piggy bank completely on on, on Jonathan Isaac and, uh, Markel, and Fultz. Markel Fultz, you know. And – you know, we've seen this a lot lately. Um, small market teams having to lock up guys uh, who they might not keep in a year or so just so they can retain some sort of talent, uh, which, you know, is going to help ticket sales. It's going to, it's not, it's not just about winning. It's about, it's about making money. It's about getting people in the stands eventually and, 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 you know, getting people out there. And there's been just so much of that. Gordon Hayward obviously was a huge uh, one for the Charlotte Hornets. You got to, you got to overpay for a lot of these guys, and uh, and Jesus Christ, the Utah Jazz, <laughs> Rudy Gobert, <laughs> and Mitchell, and Mitchell. I mean, Rudy Gobert, the, the largest contract ever in NBA history for a big man. A weird year, like, man. 
I mean, our old co-host Alex said that it was, and he kind of nailed it on the head. I thought he said this is going to be kind of like when the Seattle Supersonics way overpaid Richard Lewis to stay. Yep. And it basically shifted the way that the money was going. Um, you know, players were just making way too much money at a certain time, and I think that's where we're at, man. Like it's, you know, I feel like a lot of guys are like, let's lock up now, but I just. Some of these deals, though, I'm just looking at and I'm just shaking my head like going, oh, my God, that's a lot of money for that guy. Like, he's okay, but he gets hurt often. Yeah, I think the only one right now is Kawhi, who hasn't picked up his option yet. Um, he actually came out and he said, like, yeah, the smart move would probably be for me not to pick up my option. But I have a feeling he will stay a Clipper. I don't think that there's a doubt in my mind that Kawhi Leonard next year will be yeah, – will not he, be, uh, he, he'll be a Clipper. He, went, he wants to be out there, so, yeah. Yeah. He wants to be able to go to San Diego and live there and drive two hours to Los Angeles every day. And I get you know, it. I get it, man. Right on, I man. I get it. If I could do I it, am, I would too. I understand. I get Kawhi's thinking. So he's got to, you know, he's, he's in LA. It's not the sexiest team in the world, but it's, he's still LA. You know, yeah. He's got PG there and they locked him up for way too much money as well. So another one. Um, so Do you think it's to, too much, or are you going off recency bias? Because I know the playoffs obviously look terrible, and I know he brings a lot of bad attention upon himself, but he's still a really good basketball player. Oh, he is. He is. And two years ago, he had the best career, of, best best year of his career with the Oklahoma City Thunder, which yeah. like, I think a lot of people don't talk enough about. Um, he had an unbelievable year for them, and he's been able to come back from a pretty devastating injury uh, and be just incredible. But um, the disappearing act – in last year's playoffs is very concerning for a player that led the Indiana Pacers to the conference finals and went, I mean, he went toe to toe with LeBron uh, on a seven game series during one of LeBron's greatest seasons. Um, so I sit there and look at that and I'm like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little apprehensive to – I would be a little apprehensive to go ahead and, and pay him that much at this point on a guy who's probably his, – his best couple years have, are probably past at this point. You know? Yeah, that's Now, fair. LeBron could have the best year of his career this year, and that wouldn't shock me at all. <laughs> like, that's where I'm at with him. But, like, he's, he's not human anymore, so <laughs> – Yeah, you're right. All right, so how do you want – you want to go standings first or you want to go rewards first? How do you want to, how do, you want to do this? Um, let's go. And, and you know what? A lot of the ones that, that you and me talked about earlier are, are ones obviously we're going to kind of agree upon. Um, but let's go with standings. Go, let's show me what you got. All right. So like we said earlier, for those who are kind of catching up, which if you follow the NBA and you know what's going on, which you probably, and you listen to our podcast, you, you already know about this. Um, so there is a difference this year, obviously in the playoffs. Uh, they had a lot of success last year with the playing game that happened between the Grizzlies and the Blazers, and they wanted to build off that, which I love. I'm all for. Bring it to me. So now, instead of just being your standard one through eight playoffs, seeds seven through ten will play in a play-in tournament to determine who will play, be the last two teams to play in the playoffs against the one and two seeds in each conference. So, Sean, I honestly had a really tough time with the East because we've, you know, obviously for years it's been – East is the weak one. The West is so strong. But this group in the East, this top six or seven, is pretty darn good. Um, yeah. So I went in the East. I went starting at the top. Uh, should we go 10 to 1 or 1 to 10? Let's go 1 to 10. Okay. So number one, I went the Bucks. Obvious reasons. Um, 
you know, Giannis being back is obviously huge. I like the Drew Holiday trade. I think you know, Chris Middleton is an all-star for a reason. Um, they have Brooke Lopez still. You know, they definitely lost some guys. I think the Wesley Matthews loss is going to hurt them. But also a guy like Dante DiVincenzo, I think, is ready to step up and play a really good role. Um, so I, I like the Bucks team roster. I think they're really good. Um, so I had them at one. Um, at two, I went to Celtics. I just think continuity is going to be such a big deal with bringing all those guys back. I know Kimball Walker's out for a bit being of the year, but at least he doesn't have double pink eye. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> um, but the continuity is obviously there. Brad Stevens being a great coach, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are all stars. Um, you know, this is a really good basketball team. Um, I didn't love their draft per se, but I think the veterans they have in place that they didn't lose, I think are going to give them a lot. Um, three, I went to Heat. Um, the Heat, as we discussed earlier uh, with Ryan, they are a public team. They are a team that like always does better than their win predictions. They're always, a, they're always the over. So I expect nothing less from Eric's bolster coach team. They were just in the Eastern Conference Finals. I think they're spectacular. I love that team. Um, so I, I really think they're one of the better East teams, obviously. At four, I went the Nets. And this was strictly Katie and Kyrie. Um, you know, if they're not healthy, if something happens where they can't play for a bit this year, then yeah, I, I fall flat on my face there. But I'm trusting that it was the time that they, they had off and how good they've looked in preseason. I'm trusting the Nets to be one of the top four teams in the East. Um, okay. at, at five, I went to 76ers, who, God, that was so hard to put them at five, you know, because I think, you know, you could tell me they're two. And I'd, I'd agree with you, you know, sure. they're, they're that good. And the same with the Raptors. You know, I put the Raptors at six, but the Raptors could be one or two. And I'd be like, yeah, that's right. Nick Nurse is there. You know, all those guys are back and they added, they got better in some, in some places. So that was my no playing game playoffs. How did your one through six look? So the way that my one through six is going right now. So I'm, it's, it's, it's slightly different from yours. So, okay. um, I really think the one and two could be a toss up with the Celtics. I, I don't know what it is, Tim. I don't know what it is, but I just have this crazy idea that the Celtics are somehow going to get James Harden. Okay. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely serious. Like, I don't know. It just feels like Danny Ainge is due for a crazy ass power move like this. And they got the pieces, they got the assets. Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, and uh, I know a lot of Celtics fans will say, oh, no, you can't give up both, but I feel like Danny Ainge <laughs> might. Actually, I, I know he will. I know he will um, to do that. So um, I'm going to still go ahead with the Bucks. I'm also going to match you here with the Celtics at number two. I think that they'll be number two right now. I'm, I'm putting the Nets at number three, though, man. Oh, okay. I'm going with the Nets number three. I, I'm – They've looked good in the preseason. I think Kevin Durant has got a real chip on his shoulder this year. Um, Kyrie's going to be Kyrie, but I feel like KD especially has a chip on his shoulder, and he's he's ready to go out and improve himself. He's, he's waited long enough. Um, after that, I'm going to go – I know this is going to sound terrible. I'm going to put the, uh, the Sixers um, next on my list. I'm going to put them um, at, the, uh, at the four. Okay. I'm going to put a Heat number five. I'm going to go same thing with you. I'm going to do Raptors um, next. And then I'm going to, I'm going to just do a shot in the dark. I'm. This is your, this is your play. Start of your play in. This is where, this is where my play in. Uh, I really think that uh, 
the magic are going to go seven. Wow. I think they are. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is. I feel like some players got some money. They, some players are back from, from injury. I don't know. I just, it, things just feel fresh this season for some reason. I know they got a lot of the same guys, but they got their money. I, I just think something finally good is going to happen with the Orlando. You Magic. really like Cole Anthony, don't you? So, so, and, and I, I do like Cole Anthony. I do that too. is another thing. That is another thing. So uh, I'm going to go with that. Uh, followed by the Pacers. Uh, I'm going to put the Hawks and I'm going to put the Wizards at 10. So I don't, like I, I know that sounds crazy because they have Russell Westbrook, but I just there's just something I don't trust about the whole situation. Is that oh. weird? No, they no, could no, go no. they could go fourth or fifth, really, honestly. I mean, I who knows? Yeah, it's you know, it's so weird. Like those teams are so close to each other. So the East the East is totally up in the air right now. So uh that's 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 my uh my uh, explaining of those. Okay, so for my for my seven, my first team in the playoff in the play in, I went Indiana. Okay. I just think Sabonis, Miles Turner, you know, Victor Oladipo, depending if he's still there at the end of the Sabonis year. Sabonis had an amazing season. He's only getting yeah, better. he's great. Um, he's awesome. You know, Malcolm Brogdon is obviously getting better. Um, he's really good at basketball. Should have so. never Bucks should have never let him go. Yeah, we say this every year. Yeah, even now they have Drew Holiday. I still feel that way. Could have could have saved some money and just wrapped up Malcolm Brogdon, who is yeah. a better is a better three point shooter. So. At eight, I went the Wizards. I just think, this, you know, when it comes to Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook in the Eastern Conference, I just think there's just no way they're not successful. Um, you know, they have a lot of the same guys back. Thomas Bryan is getting better and better and better. He is a good, good center. He is. He is. He, that's, and that's a great point with them. And Scotty Brooks and Russell Westbrook have been successful in years past together. Um, you know, so you still have the same coach. You still have the same bench. You bring in guys. You know, I've been very open that I'm not the highest on Denny Avdia, but – he looked pretty damn good in preseason, and I have to give him to that's it. Why, was, that's why I picked him up late in the fantasy draft. Yeah, he did. I was like, I was just scooping up rookies at the end. I'm like, there's got to be a stud someplace. <laughs> <laughs> so at nine, I went with Orlando. Okay. Um, you know, I'm really high on Cole Anthony. I really like you know what Markel Fultz is turning into. He may not be a lead the team kind of guy, but he's still becoming a good NBA player. Um, especially from everything that guy went through to be there. They still have Vucevic. They still have Aaron Gordon. You know, I'm not the highest on Aaron Gordon, but he's good enough. And they also still have Terrence Ross. So I think they take a step back from where they were last year, but I still think they're in the situation. And at 10, I'm going to go with the Hawks just because everything they did was a team that's trying to make a fight for the playoffs. I still think that they have some work to do, um, but I like all their roster moves. So um, I'm going to and, say- and they're another one I feel like they could surprise us this year. Yeah, and, they very well uh, and, and it wouldn't be it wouldn't be shocking to either of us if if they were better than they already were so um all right so we're gonna move into the west uh yeah okay let's do that first and then we'll do who like our our conference finals picks for each conference okay all right you want me to go first go ahead all right so for the west no one's gonna be surprised to say at one i went with the lakers i feel like that's kind of a homer pick um yeah but also they won the title and got better so oh okay (laughs) um I, you know, the only reason I thought about putting them two was I don't know how much LeBron and Davis will play during the regular season. Um, you know, on a quick turnaround, I didn't know if they would play every night, but the NBA's new like resting policies make it seem like they're going to have to play. Um, but also that you might see a night where it was like LeBron James out back spasms and you're going to be like, ah, I see what they're doing. Um, so I went Lakers one. I just think the additions of Gasol, Harrell, Schroeder to go with LeBron to Davis is keeping the guys like Caldwell Pope and Caruso and signing Kuzma 
keep all that group together. I just think that's too good of a roster. I think they're just going to be awesome. Good little contract for Kuzma, too, for the Lakers to snatch him up on that. And trade him. And, and they can eventually trade him, too. He's yeah. tradable now. So at, I, I don't think they will this year, but we'll see. At two, I went with the Clippers. Okay. Um, I just think they're the two best teams in the NBA. You know, okay. talent-wise, on paper, they're the two best teams in the NBA. Okay. Um, three, I went the Mavericks. I just think, you know, I think everything we've discussed about Luca, he's like continuing to get better. We sh- he's shown he can carry a team. I'm all in. I went the Nuggets at four, which I know a lot of people had the Nuggets in that two-three area, but you know, I always got to dig on the Nuggets. Yeah, you do. <laughs> um, at five, I went the Utah Jazz. I think. You know, obviously keeping all their guys together is huge for them. So continuity, man, and a shortened offseason, I just think it's a big deal. And then six, I went to Suns because I love every single thing they did this offseason, not just getting Chris Paul, but putting him with those guys. I think DeAndre Ayton's going to get so much better. He's going to be a candidate for most improved player this year. I think Booker could even be a candidate for most improved player this year. Um, plus also they bring in Jalen Smith at 10. I'm a big fan of Jalen Smith. So my one through six, I went Lakers, Clippers, Mavericks, Nuggets, Jazz, Suns. Okay. Okay. All right. Just go ahead with your plans. Tell me who, you're, who you got. Okay. So seven, I went New Orleans. I'm all in on the San Van train. I just think with the step that Brandon Ingram made last year, I think Zion Williamson's looks spectacular. He was the preseason scoring champ. Lonzo studs. Lonzo both. Ball's healthy. He had some nights where he looked really good in this in this preseason. And bringing in Stephen Adams, I really like that move a lot for them as well. That's I a like, great move. Yeah, I like move. I like their draft. Uh, you know, young talent with a really good coach at seven. Eight, I went to Blazers. Okay. I know a lot of people really love their offseason. I thought they had a good offseason. But I just don't know if after Nurkic, after that Lillard McCollum Nurkic, I feel like it's just kind of like – and they, they do have Rocco now, which I like There's got to be – if, if – if they have another ho-home year, there's got to be a change on that team coming. Yeah. Because I just – I feel like we're really at the breaking point with this because, I mean, Damian Lillard is one of the greatest players to ever put on a Trailblazers jersey, but, like, he can only get him so far. What yeah, What are you going to do, you know, at a certain point? So, I like that. That's good. And the Blazers could definitely be, like, in that 5-6 area. This could be they the can. Suns in this play. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. They're, they're that good. At 9, I went the Warriors – I just think a healthy Steph Curry, there's no way they miss the playoffs. It's just there some way, somehow they'll be in it. And 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 who knows? James Wiseman may be a total stud. I think he will be a total stud. You think he would? I'm I'm betting on him too, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then the last team of mine, I know this is one's probably unpopular. I just can't see a way that the Spurs are not involved. DeRozan, Aldridge, Robinson still there. Derek White, Deontay Murray are still there. And I really, really love them drafting Devin Vassell. He's the ultimate Spurs player. So I just feel like the Spurs are just they're, – they're going to find a way to be involved. I don't know if they're going to be awesome. I don't think they're going to be very good per se. But when it comes to that rest of that group, you know, the Timberwolves, I think they're better than them. Uh, the Kings, I think they're better than them. Yeah. So I, I, went with, I went with the Spurs there. It's not very sexy, but, you know, it's Popovich. It's, it's also the 10 spot, so you don't have to be sexy with it. That's true. There's not a, there's not a sexy 10 seed. <laughs> it's, it's not a so. – yeah. All right. So this is what I'm going to go with. So it's going to deviate a little bit, but not too much. So I'm also going to go with the Lakers. I don't think uh, with the moves that they've made, I don't – there's a part of me 
the underdog in me wants to root for another team at number one, but I, I don't see it happening. I'm going to say Lakers. They've just done too many things to improve on an already great squad. Um, however, I'm going to go with the Mavs number two. Whoa. Um, I'm going with them number two. I think Luka is going to take another step this year, which already seems crazy. So being how old he is and everything. Um, but um, that's what I'm going to go with that. Um I'm going to go with the Nuggets at three. Ooh. I'm going to go with the Nuggets, which means, um, I mean, they just had such a good year last year. I think these guys are going to get better. I know we've, we, uh, we've underrated them so long. And last year, the testament of that team that it was just, uh, they were really impressive. And on top of that, like, like I want Bull Bull to succeed. Like he's, want, he's candidate for rookie of the year. He's a candidate, I you know, and he's getting he's get he got some minutes in the preseason. Didn't look bad. Um, I think Michael Porter Jr. just just keep plugging, man. Just keep plugging. I think they got some pieces that are are ready to step up a little bit. So I'm gonna go with that. Uh, like I said, I'm gonna put Clippers number four. Um, I there's something about this team that just feels weird to me, and I, I get it. Last year, I mean, it it was. I don't know if last year was a blip, but it, I, there's just something I don't trust about him anymore. Um, so I'm going to go with them at number four. Um, next, I'm going to go, and this is where we're going to get crazy. <laughs> number five, I'm putting the Pelicans. Five. I'm going to wow. put them at five. I, I truly believe You're that all this in, team, all in. I am all in on the Pelicans this year. Now, I'm not going to be like you and go out and get, say, like a Pelicans hat or anything like that. That was cause... years ago to match a pair of shoes, Sean. And that's not weird. <laughs> You're like, it matches my shoes. That's the only reason why I bought the hat. So it was. Uh, no, that's you know what? I my mom, heads understand. My mom bought me a Utah Jazz coat, so it kept me warm. So <laughs> I don't want this one. Okay, well that aren't you cool? <laughs> I was. You were. You were Thanks much cooler asking. than me. <laughs> me and my stupid starter jacket with not even the cool utah jazz logo the one with the mountains <laughs> so anyway it was like looked like a warm-up jacket yes it was yeah it had like the pocket in the front it was terrible it was an awful jacket um so i'm gonna go with them number five um i'm gonna go jazz number six um they're gonna be in the mix that's all i'm gonna leave them at though they could it wouldn't surprise me if they the Jazz went higher or lower, though. They're another one that I'm just like, eh, who knows? Um, after that, I'm actually going to go – I'm going to go the Blazers at uh, – I believe I'm at seven now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go with the Blazers at seven, and I'm going to bump the Suns down to number eight. I'm not quite as sold on them. I, let me tell you something. I want to be sold on them. But – it's like there was like five years in a row. I thought the Timberwolves gonna were gonna make the, uh, you know, make the playoffs, which is another team I've, I've I've noticed that neither of us think are going to like. We've completely just said no. They're not gonna do anything. You're not gonna I, do anything. My predict my bold prediction of the year was that they were the Warriors were gonna get that pick because it's top three protected. Yeah. So. Oh, I like that. I yeah. like that. So um, I'm just not in on I, I, CP3, man. I, I don't know how many good years he's got left. And, and he's, got a, he's, he's missed so much time over the last three seasons that I don't know how much of an effect he's going to have on this. However, I completely I, – Devin Booker's a freaking stud. And their bubble play was flawless. So um, 
and then Aiden's going to get better. So I'm going to go that, but I'm going to put them there at the eight. Um, at number nine, um, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to also say the Warriors. I'm a little afraid for the Warriors. It wouldn't surprise me if they didn't make the playoffs. It wouldn't surprise me if they made the playoffs. So They're the most team, dangerous team to have in a play-in tournament, though. They, absolutely. I, that, that, is, that is the perfect statement here. They are the most dangerous. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with you there with the, the Spurs at 10. Um, you know what? No, no, I'm not. We'll go Timberwolves. <laughs> no we'll go way. Timberwolves. Not We're going to do it. We're just, not. <laughs> I'm going to go Timberwolves. Anthony Edwards may be great. <laughs> he might be a total stud so that's i'm just gonna just just to spite you i'm gonna say the spurs are out so we'll just go i'm gonna throw them a little bit of a bone i could see it i could see it but you know who knows they they should be in the playoffs should there's no reason why they shouldn't be right yeah i think that if they're bad that this is the year carl Anthony town says all right get me out of here can't wait to discuss trade destinations with you <laughs> in the future about with carl anthony town it's gonna be fun i know Get his ass down to Miami. <laughs> How did you know? That was my first thing I was going to say. <laughs> Send him down to South Every Beach. year. Every time. Because like, in your mind, if you were going to get traded from, from Minnesota, the first place you'd go, I'm going to South Beach. <laughs> the Butler first place might, you would go. Butler might be like, no, not doing this no. again. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've been through this. He's going to be like, man, I've changed. I've changed. I'm really trying. Have you been watching my games? No, no one's watching your games, cat. <laughs> All right. So, uh, conference playoffs. Yeah, conference championship in the East. I went my number four Nets beating the number two Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. Nets and Bucks will be far more fun, but that in my circumstance will be a second round matchup because of the whole one through eight, two through seven, blah, blah, blah. So I had the Nets beating the Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. And oh my God, can you imagine what would happen in the city of Boston if Kyrie Irving beat them to go to the NBA championship? I don't know. It would be it would be devastating. And it's just a typical Celtics thing to get to the finals, none. I mean, get to the conference finals and not make the finals anymore, right? Sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's happened a lot lately. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. And on the other side, um, I have the Lakers beating the Clippers because I have them as my top two seeds. So in your case, you would actually have the Lakers and the Clippers playing the second round because you have the Clippers yes. as your four. Correct. So that would be insane. So yeah. what, what do your conference finals look like? So my conference finals, I'm actually going to go um, Celtics over Bucks. Are you? Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, man, I'm going all in on, on hard <laughs> going to the Celtics. <laughs> I'm going all in. I'm going all crazy and fun this year. So um, I'm going to go that. It wouldn't surprise me. Um, they're a great team anyway. If they get another great player. I think Jason Tatum is just, he's incredible. Yeah, he's he incredible. Is. And like, they got a lot of great role players like Daniel Theus there. Like he's, he's very solid. Um, you know, I, they've got a really good team. If Kim becomes back healthy, performs, you know, 75% of what he's doing, that's going to be helpful as well. So I'm going to go that. I don't trust the Bucks anymore after last season. That's my main thing, and I feel like you feel the same way. Yep. Which is weird. Like I, I want the Bucks. I'd love to see the Bucks in the NBA Finals. Oh they yeah. Been, they should have been there last year. I want the cream of Abdul Jabbar bowl for the finals. Yeah, we we we've we've got it. We got to have it. Um, for the Western Conference, I'm gonna say Lakers. Um, I'm gonna say Lakers. Well, the Nuggets, I guess they could make it to that if they were the third seed. I'll, yep. say, I'll say Lakers over Nuggets. Um, 
as the uh, Western Conference, and I'm going to say uh, Lakers over Celtics in a classic. Okay, I had Lakers over Nets in six. So okay, okay. <clears throat> I think like a LeBron James versus Kyrie Irving NBA championship series would be insane. It really would. It would. Really All the storylines. Oh <laughs> my god, so many things, so much on the line with a thing like that. A a player like Kevin Durant, um, who had to deal with you know, so many uh, comments from the peanut gallery that he went to the winningest team of all time. And that's where he won his two championships. Although he was the finals MVP that both those years. Yeah. So he was the best player on the court. Those he years. was the best player on the court. Both those years, he looked phenomenal. Um, so um, the vindication, especially coming back from a, a devastating injury, like the, he, he came back from um, and then going right back into the NBA finals again would be a hell of a storyline. I agree. Yeah, it would be a lot of fun. I like that. All right, so we'll go awards now. Uh, Let's start with Coach of the Year because it's one no one really pays the most attention to. So uh, the betting odd favorite actually right now is Steve Steve Nash. He's getting the best, uh, most public bets. But my top three, I went Eric Spolster, Monty Williams, and Brad Stevens. I took Eric Spolster to win. Okay. Those Those are some very safe picks. I love Monty. Big Monty guy. Went to Notre Dame. I'm uh, going to deviate completely from all three of those. <laughs> and I'm going to go with Stan Van Gundy. All right. I'm going with Stan. I think he is the right coach um, for a bunch of young guys. I think uh, especially another thing I think that and, – and I know this is kind of a minor well, – it it's a major thing for um, a player. He's been so active with, like, social activism on the internet and everything. And um, – I feel like he's one of those guys that has uh, players like him, players like him, unless they're Dwight Howard, you know, like 12 years ago. Um, that thing with J.J. Redick was so funny when he's like, how the fuck in year 17 did I end up with Stan again? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, you know, and, um, uh, but I just, I, I feel like, I feel like he's going to, he's the right guy to go, go down there and coach that team. He's gotten a, a team to the NBA finals he should have gotten the Miami heat to the NBA finals until he had to leave for family reasons. (laughs) Good thing that Pat Riley was willing to step up. I know how brave what they would have done. (laughs) to Step in there. It's such a, such a tough time in the year. It was, it was. (laughs) Um, All right. So most improved uh, my top three were DeAndre Ayton, Kobe White, because I just think he's going to be spectacular with Billy Donovan. I like and Shea Gilgis-Alexander, and I picked Shea Gilgis-Alexander to win it. Obviously, we know the Thunder are rebuilding. He is the centerpiece of the rebuild. He's going to be their point guard. He's going to have the ball in his hands the most of anyone on the team. I think he's outstanding already as a two-way player. So I'm going to SGA, most improved player. Okay, okay. I'm going to completely agree with you on that one. Um, he had a great year last year. He's going to have another better year this year. Um, I, uh, Aiton definitely has a shot. Kobe, he keeps, keeps it up. I, I'm, I'm impressed with what I've seen in the preseason from Kobe White. Me too. Uh, very well. And I, I like him playing point guard. He's going to, him having the ball in his hands more, even though he's not much of a facilitator, it's, it's going to be good for him. So, yeah. So. Especially as his team, because, you know, it was really hard for me not to put the Bulls at like 10. Um, but I just thought the Hawks and the Magic were just better teams. Yeah. So, um, with the Bulls making 10 surprising being the play-in, not one bit. Um, honestly, like, you know, 
you can say what you will. They have drafted well the last three or four years, even if it's pure luck. Um, so whatever. Um, sure. Sixth man of the year. All right. This one, I went a little goofy. I picked Spencer Dinwiddie to win it. Yeah. But like Dennis Schroeder and JJ Redick were also on my list. I think obviously we know what Jenna Schroeder is going to do in Los Angeles. And it's sounding more and more like he's going to be the starting point guard, but I don't know how long that'll be. I think if the Lakers have a slump at some circumstance, they're going to move LeBron back to the point and have Schroeder come off the bench. Um, yeah. So that's why I went ahead and did it. But for the time being, I you think, think Dinwiddie's going to do it. I do. I do. I think that it's a contract year and he is going to be playing with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. So his assist numbers are going to look very nice. And I think in crunch time, he's going to be on the floor. Okay. I like it. That's a, those are good. I'm going to go completely another direction. Just to spite you. Just to spite me. Just to spite you. Um, I'm going with Tyler Hero. Oh. I'm going with Tyler Hero. He, I can uh, see that. For a young player uh, last year in the playoffs, uh, what he was able to do at, what, 19 years old? Um, he was two, two years removed from high school. He's got a Jack Harlow um, song about him. He's, yeah. and uh, he uh, he improved throughout the entire year, and um, he played decent minutes in the playoffs, and he was a contributing player in the playoffs, and I think he is only going to get better. And on top of that, he has a real chip on his shoulder, and that is, I feel like the 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 one trait you want to have for a guy who's, you know, uh, coming in the league you know, kind of a little bit, I mean, he was, he was, obviously he was a good shooter in college and everything, but like to be able to come in and do what he did in year one was uh, pretty, pretty awesome. incredible, pretty incredible. He, he hustled last year. And um, I, I really think in there, you know, I think they're going to bring him off the bench again this year, um, you know, starting him off anyway. Um, but I'm, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with him. Yeah. You can see that. Cause he always says he modeled his game after Devin Booker and you're like watching play and you go, Oh yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. Move yeah. for move, you know. Yeah, it's not necessarily co- like DeRozan. He might be, but he, but he already might be a tougher player than Devin Booker, though. Devin Booker's dating a Kardashian. I think his toughness is um is up there now because he's going to deal with everything. Oh, okay. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Or everything's just going to fall apart. Yeah, something like that. <clears throat> Chris Humphries, <laughs> <laughs> Tony Braxton, Jamal yeah. Mashburn. <laughs> um. Let's go rookie of the year, and then we'll finish with defensive player and MVP. Go ahead. Go so ahead. my top three for rookie of the year, Killian Hayes, because he's going to have the ball in his hands a lot with the Pistons. Especially if they uh, they trade Derrick Rose. Yeah, which seems more and more likely of how bad <laughs> they're going like, to be. It sounds like he's going to bail out, yeah. Yeah. James Wiseman, because as a, scre- as a screener, as a, role, as, a, as a rim runner and a rim protector, just has 17 and 7 written all over on his first year in Golden State. They use him correctly. They have the right coach. They have the right players around him. He's got Draymond, so really, like, all he's got to do is in pick and rolls, play a lot of drop coverage. I think that he's going to be fantastic. I have never shied away from being a fan of James Wiseman. So I really think he has a chance to win this, and it's rare that a big man wins it. But very rare. I think that the role he's in on the right team. Okay. I went, the winner I went with was LaMelo Ball. And this is just, he's more exciting. He's already got the attention. 
the skill set's already there. When you watch him in preseason, just the plays he makes, you are just blown away by him. Um, and he, he is the betting odd favorite, so you wouldn't be making a ton of money picking Lamelo Ball per se. Um, but I I just feel like the keys. It's I know right now Terry Rozier is the starting point guard there. I feel yeah. pretty soon the keys are going to be in Lamelo Ball's hands, and I think he's just going to take it over. Okay. Um, I'm going to agree with you. Just I by with Lamelo Ball. I, I wanted to I, say Pat Williams so bad because I think he's awesome, but. Yeah, and 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 he's gonna hustle, but um, you know, I, typically rookie of the year kind of goes to the sexiest pick, and right now, as of what we're looking at, Lamelo's uh, passing skills are on an elite level already. Mm-hmm. Just by just by watching what he can do, um, he's a showman, which is gonna get uh, people to vote for him eventually, anyway. But I could see him averaging a double double this year, um, right off the bat, and that being enough, maybe not you know, killing it with the points might be a, a 12 point a game guy, but if he gets, you know, 12 and nine or something on his first year and, and has some big games, maybe scores some, you know, has a good, you know, 35, 40 point game every once in a while. I think he's, I think he's going to have it locked in. I, I want to say Wiseman, but Wiseman is the mystery man. And, and as far as I'm concerned at this year, because I, we just, we just don't know. We just don't know yet. Um, Steve Kerr's really talking him up though. Yeah, he is. Steve Kerr is really talking him up. He said that he's the starting center. That's why I drafted him on my fantasy team very late. I was very upset when you did that. I wanted him so. Were bad. you going to get him next? Were you oh, like yeah. ready? Were you ready was, to draft him? He was in my queue. He was in your queue. Okay, well, yeah, I, I saw him. I was like going through, and I was like, "Huh, no one's taken him yet." And I was like, "I'm, I'm gonna make a move on this." So um, you had like yeah, four I, guys in my queue that you took, and I was like, "Damn it!" It's like Jaw. So, I wanted Jaw so bad. I had to take Jaw. I know. I get I it. I had, last I had to. I had to. No, I totally get it. Believe me, I'm not mad at you for it at all. Okay. <laughs> all right, Defensive Player of the Year. This one was tough. Um, obviously, you know, Giannis won it last year. Rudy Gobert won it two years before that. I went Gobert at three, Bam Adebayo at two, and Anthony Davis at one. Okay. But you could literally tell me between those three and Giannis, any of the four would win it, and I'd go, Yeah. I can see that. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with your, your third pick there. I'm going to go with Bam. Are you? I am going to go with Bam. I like I it. He's, I think he's going to make another jump this year. Um, oh, he's so good. He's so good. You know, we, we, you know, and we were all fans when he was playing for Kentucky. Um, and uh, to be able to see it, you know, it was kind of, it's kind of one of those things you see a guy get drafted and you're really not sure what he's going to do and it takes a couple of years for him to take off but he he took off in such a fashion last year um but um the chemistry with the teammates and everything uh, with jimmy butler and everybody there everything just clicked last year with that team so um but i'm gonna go with him i'm gonna say he's gonna take a step in the right direction and go with that i'm i'm off of go bear i'm off the go bear train i think i think he's i don't think he becomes defensive player of the year anymore i think he's done you think people are going to, you think at some point the media is going to be like, all you do is play drop coverage. We can't do this anymore. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's <laughs> going to be something like that. And after a while, they just, you just get tired of voting for the same guy over and over again. So, and it's like Giannis got it last year, but like, you know, I don't know if Giannis is going to, I think Giannis is going to shoulder even more offensive load this year. Like 
with having a, a great facilitator like Rue Holiday who can also shoot and, and play just, defense and play defense. That's another huge yeah. thing. Um, I, I think, I think he's going to be a little bit more on the offensive mind this year than he ever has before. So, so before we go to uh, MVP, I wanted to say something that I heard in a preseason game that I know you'll laugh at because it's just who we root for. Um, so I guess they were talking during the Bulls first preseason game against the Rockets uh, they're talking about pick and rolls on blitzing, which for those who are like, what the hell are you talking about? The football term. It's when you're trying to get the ball out of the point guard's hands. Um, the league average was like 21% of people blitzed on pick and roll defense. The Bulls were at 37%. Really? With Jim Boylan. He was like, just go. Just get them. <laughs> God, that guy sucked. Yeah. He's, uh, he's, I don't miss him. Nope, nope, nope. nope. When you have like Billy Donovan, who had his shortcomings in Oklahoma City, obviously you go, oh, this is what it's like to have a competent a proven, coach. A proven coach. A yeah. proven coach that like Zach Levine's like, yeah, we respect this guy. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know? <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> he exactly. doesn't make us uh, clock in and out and uh, do push-ups after we lose. <laughs> <laughs> so good. All yes. right, lastly. MVP and this is hard, man, because there's so many guys that you can make a case like win it this year. I think this is the first year in a long time James Harden that the finish in the top three for um, obvious reasons. Um, so I went LeBron at three, Giannis at two, and I took Luca to win it. Okay. Okay. Those are all good choices. I'm. I almost feel like there's so much hype for Luca to win, he's not going to. I'm the opposite. I think the hype is going to make him win. Like the year Westbrook won it, where, you know, as soon as Durant he left, was, the betting odds was, immediately went up. I know, I know. And he knew that. He's like, well, I'm going to just average triple-double, and you'll have to give it to me. Exactly. And, then they, and they were this close to not giving it to him. Yeah, they were. They were. Because, I mean, that's that's how good the, the MVP – it's like a guy literally – averaged a triple double and he might not have been the best player that year but he was but he may not have been right so i mean it would have it could have went the other way and we would have been like yeah yeah he was harden was great too you know um i'm gonna i just can't see a case where Giannis gets it three years in a row that I, would... I don't either and Insane. i feel like the reason why is because of his shortcomings last year like i feel like they're gonna be biased because of that so i'm gonna also go luca I don't want to jinx him. That's why I don't want to say it. I don't want to jinx him. But I'll, I'll go ahead and I'm going to say Luca too because it's it's between Giannis and him. And I like I, I completely agree with you. I don't I don't think that Giannis is going to three-peat as MVP this year. And it's it's also a sh- I, I I feel like LeBron's not going to win it. But I don't think he'll play enough games to win it. But he's going to be so good that yeah. It'd be nice to see him win one this late in his career, but I think his years are behind him of winning MVPs. But Nick Jordan was thirty-five when he won his last one in ninety-eight, right? Yeah, and uh, LeBron is thirty-six. Uh, thirty-six yeah. comes so, tip off. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but yeah, I'm gonna go with Luca too. Luca's, um, you know, barring any injury, anything like that, uh, I think I think he's the odds-on. And like I said, I I feel like there's almost too much hype. Like just like it's just swinging his way, but like you said, it might it it people already have it in their minds. They're already wanting to vote for him, you know. So and I think the Mavs. Oh, yeah, he'll have like a phenomenal season. 
He'll have like a 16, 10, and like three game, and people will be like, Did you see Luca? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah, like Damian Lord just shot 40 and had six assists. They're like, But Luca. But Luca. And 10 and had a steal. Look at it. And, and you should have seen his finger roll layup. Yeah. It's very sexy. And this isn't me making fun of Luca because I no. love Luca. Like, yeah. he's awesome. But he's um, the man. He's the man. Yeah, but like it is, it does get like that. Like Westbrook, there would be nights where it's like they're playing like who was awful at that time. They're playing the Suns. It's like Westbrook put up 44, 11, and six and had are, two block shots. Are you excited for Wednesday night? Stoked. You're stoked. I am you mean, too. You mean you mean Tuesday night? It's Tuesday. Is it Tuesday? Tomorrow? Yes. Yeah, tomorrow. tomorrow. Okay, so tomorrow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Why did I think Wednesday? I don't know why I thought that. Yeah. What is today? Today's the okay. Tomorrow's the twenty second. Yeah, that's why we're doing the show now, Sean, our season preview. Because today, when will now be then? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Before we get out of here, kind of a couple of quick things. Uh, Team that you are kind of keeping your eye. Who's your Who's your league pass team this year? League pass team. It's it's the Pelicans or the Grizzlies. Okay, mine's the Suns, but I I love those two as well. Yeah, yeah, Um, and then. Who's your super overrated team this year? Clippers. Same. <laughs> bums. Clippers. Clippers. The LA bums. Yep. Yeah. Feast or famine. That's Los Angeles. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And 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 they may prove us wrong. They may be the best team this year. We, who knows? Yeah. I mean, you know, if they're motivated, they should be spectacular. They should. Yeah. Like- especially after that that shortcoming last season, like they should be ready to go. Yeah, I think uh, the spread for tomorrow is the Lakers minus two and a half, and the Nets are minus seven because Draymond Green's not playing. Huh. Yeah. Well, that'll do it. Yeah, but yes, you're right. I'm stoked. Uh, we have NBA basketball again, and that's all that matters in life, you know. Um, that, that's all we need in this world. Yeah, it's it's uh, you know, and I'm tired of watching preseason because it doesn't count for anything. Yeah. It's like always like anytime I watch preseason, I'm like, this isn't real. Yeah. <laughs> like it is, but it's not. So is it um it kind of reminds me so like Brian Wilson, the old uh pitcher for the Giants, not Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys. Sure, uh, sure. He used to always talk about like he gets like he's like in baseball we had this term called the dry hump where they would get us up in the bullpen to go throw, and then they would never bring us in the game. Like, yeah, that's that's preseason NBA basketball. You're like, oh, this is shiny and nice. You're like, oh, this doesn't matter. <laughs> We will forever call the preseason the dry hump now. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Coined by 48 Minutes Past One Network. Yes. Um, we're going to go and wrap this up, obviously, because we are just over the moon excited that we finally, or already, depending how you look at it, have NBA basketball again. <laughs> yes, yes. So uh, thank you all again for tuning in. We're excited for another season. This is our sixth year. Our sixth Crazy. season. doesn't feel like it. I know. It's nuts, man. Um, so thank you all for tuning in have a good night and um, we're playing basketball Curtis Fluff